The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. There was a Pharisee named named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. He came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one else can do these signs that you are doing unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless one is born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man, once grown old, be born again? Surely he cannot re-enter his mother's womb and be born again, can he? Jesus answered, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed at what do not be amazed that I told you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it wills, and you can hear the sound it makes, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. So interesting because we heard this same gospel from another writer a few weeks ago. As a matter of fact, it was in Lent. So why is this reading, why is this particular story of Nicodemus and Jesus both in Lent and in, and in the second week of Easter? I think it's, as I was contemplating it, the thing that I came up with was that it's it's in both places because one is a preparation for what is to come. And the second is a continuation of that, especially with the Gospel of John, is a continuation of the unfolding of the kingdom of God and our understanding of that. But it's about baptism. And what baptism is, what baptism does for us. Being born from above and baptism leads to conversion and metanoia. That change of mind that has to happen for us in order to, as Jesus says to Nicodemus, in order for us to see the kingdom of God, we have to change our minds. That conversion must take, it must take place. But what exactly does baptism do for us that enables us to see differently? I thought the collect, the prayer that I say right after, right after the confidior was very fitting because it describes exactly what it is that baptism does for us, what these renewal of the paschal remedies do because that's exactly what baptism is is a renewal of a paschal remedy. That paschal remedy is baptism. It heals and transcends our dysfunction. It changes who we are spiritually. It changes who who we are and how we act physically. 
It enables us to not only see, but to contribute and to be part of the fullness of the kingdom of God. We become transformed into a more perfect image of God. That's what the Paschal sacrifices, that's what the Paschal remedies do for us. Every year we renew those Paschal remedies to give us strength to continue on through the, tr- through the journey of life. There's something here that I think we need to focus on though, especially as we're at the very beginning of Easter, and I know after the octave where we read the same morning prayer over and over and over again, it's like, okay, let's move on. But that's the point. We're not meant to move on at that particular moment. We're meant to dwell in those Paschal remedies. We're meant to dwell in that octave that we continue to celebrate this high feast that changes who you are. It's that high of a feast. It's that important that we celebrate the same day for eight solid days. But there's an aspect there that leads to an important key. It leads to the fullness of what it means to be an Easter people. It leads to the fullness. And when I say fullness, I mean fullness as in absolutely as full as it could possibly be. Oftentimes I think we get stuck in, well, we're in it, and this is what it is. But we're being transformed, and that takes time. What we're being transformed for is a fullness, which if you can imagine filling a glass and just keep on filling it until it is overflowing and going into something else and the container grows as you pour more water into it. That's the fullness. It's so full that the container has to change. But this is what we're striving for, brothers and sisters, in our journey of life. We're striving for the fullness of grace, the fullness of communion, and the fullness of being in and with God in our lives. And again, that takes time. It begins in baptism and is brought together throughout our life as we grow in the knowledge and guidance of the Spirit of God, as we grow in relationship with Jesus Christ. This is what the apostles are talking about in the Acts of the Apostles in our first reading today. They are growing in that fullness of knowledge and understanding. They're proclaiming Jesus Christ crucified and risen from the dead from the rooftops. They're proclaiming that in the power of the Spirit. This is what we are called to. We're meant to witness this in our lives. And Easter gives us the ability to renew that strengthening, that Paschal remedy, which helps us to brush off all of the things that hold us down. It's meant to re-excite us as to why we are Catholic, why we are Christian, and why we give our lives to the celebration of a Paschal sacrifice of Jesus to the Father. Brothers and sisters, as we continue on our journey, both in Easter and on the re- for the rest of our lives, 
May we continue to pray for a continued and renewed outpouring of that same spirit to deepen our relationship with Jesus Christ and with our Father, that we may begin to recognize more fully, more deeply, God's activity in our lives and a desire for it even more deeply.